0: at the stick, from who's got it better than us, to brick by brick, it's always the 49ers way, from off season to game day, yeah, we talk back, it's the 49ers Cup back. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast Time. Welcome to the show. I'm excited for this one. I got my trusty binder here that I've been keeping notes on, and we're going to be talking all about 49ers edge rush targets in this draft. And it is absolutely locked and loaded. I want to go through not only the players, uh their traits, if their scheme fits for the 49ers, and that's really what I f- want to focus on, is scheme fits for the San Francisco 49ers overall and then where they would have to draft them because these guys are thought to be in a diff, a bunch of different categories. Depending on where you go, you can find these players ranked through many rounds. And I'm going to give you my rankings as well as we talk about these guys. But it's going to be a fun episode. Always excited to be here to talk with everyone in chat. What's up, Randy? What's up, Paul? How's it going? I'm glad you guys are here. This is going to be a fun conversation. You guys can chime in the whole time. I tried to break down as many edge rushers. I went through a full list uh, that included over 40 edge rushers in this draft. I've been very diligent about working on it. And we'll kind of go through, too, the guys that we're not going to be drafting. Either they're getting drafted too high or they don't fit the system. All that good stuff. What's up, ForkTall? What's up, Lou? How's it going? Good afternoon to you as well. How about them Niners in the house? I don't game. What's up? I don't game. How's it going? Yeah, let's go. I'm excited to get into all this. It's going to be a fun one. So let's start talking about these edge rushers. I think it's going to be an absolute blast. Now, of course, the guys at the top of the draft, Will Anderson... You know, Miles Murphy. I had fun breaking them down. Uh, Tyree Wilson, Nolan Smith. Uh, those dudes are absolute first round potential, first round studs. They are not going to be available for the 49ers, of course. I think B.J. Ojolari, uh, Ed, Ed Abare, um, Will McDonald, Lucas Van Ness, Keon White, Isaiah Foskey. I think all those guys are going to be going in the second round uh, to potentially early third. I think that's kind of the the where we kind of get that break of guys um that could potentially get to the 49ers there at number 99 the 49ers of course have the three picks 99 101 and 102 I fully expect them to address Edge uh unless something crazy happens and some really really special players fall along the wayside I just I think those guys Edge rusher is gonna be a place the 49ers go I mean when you look at the 49ers roster, They don't exactly have a tremendous amount of depth out on the edge. So they need to get it. They need to get young players. Uh, They need to get explosive players. Because when you're adding a guy like Javon Hargrave to the interior part of your defensive line to go with Eric Armstead, you're going to get an internal push and penetration that is going to want to make a quarterback want to bail either left or right. And you need to have those edge rushers outside. You have Bosa you have Drake Jackson, but where is Drake Jackson is in his development? You want to make sure you get that. Plus, when you get to the rotation, Bosa comes off the field. You know, also you get Drake Jackson off the field. You're gonna have Cleveland Farrell on one side, but there's no set in stone guy that's gonna be on the opposite side. And I think the Four yards would love to get that in this draft. Uh, but I don't think they can get a player, you know, like Isaiah Foskey. I think he's gonna be gone at the end of the second, early third round, uh, maybe middle third round, but I don't think the four-yards want to trade up either. Uh, so where do you go? I think it starts, you know, potentially you got Andre Carter, and I did a, a nice breakdown on Andre Carter. Carter, I'll get to it here. Uh he's out of army. I, I have him graded as a third round pick. I liked his length. Six six foot six, two hundred and fifty-six pounds. I wrote down good length, uh, good arm over. So I liked his swim move. I thought that was very good and technical. The way he went about it was good. So uh to me, I liked you know the things that he could do that way. Um, so, big fan of, of of his as far as some of his pass rushing techniques. Um, also, he had good athleticism. You could see him run. You really got to see in, in certain game films him being able to go into coverage and cover, which could mean he definitely fits into a 3-4. I think he's one of those guys that can play 3-4 or 4-3. Uh, so, Andre Carter's that. Um, I didn't, I wasn't a huge fan of his bend. I thought it was just decent. I didn't think it was great. Um, I thought he had average power. I didn't see that physicality you've seen from some of the other edge rushers in this draft. so I think that's something to remember. And then I thought he struggled setting the edge sometimes in the run. So those were concerns I had, but I thought that there was a lot of talent there. You gotta like you know the six foot six frame. you gotta put a little bit more weight on it. He's about 256 right now. Uh, so there's some work that needs to go into this thing, but I think that overall, um, he's a nice prospect. I think he could go before the 49ers pick at 99, but you never know what teams are going to be looking for. And he could end up sliding to the 49ers at 99. So I thought he was a guy that fit the, fit the bill of what the four yards are doing. He would have to get better setting the edge. And that's something we've talked about with Drake Jackson pretty consistently. I think Drake Jackson overall, as far as a uh, player top to bottom is a better player, then andre carter uh that's why i thought that he was a third rounder where drake jackson went in the second round last year so to me it made sense for you know the 49ers this potentially could be a, a spot that they land uh with a player like that and forked says, is andre carter the son of former 49er andre carter uh that i don't know i'm not aware of that i haven't heard that before i would have to look into that to be on Forktail. i i don't know for sure so um i would have to look into that but that would be an interesting connection i don't know if the ages match up it could though uh for sure um so now i want to get to one of the guys that i am a huge fan of i mean this guy is one of my favorites in the entire draft and that's zach harrison now depending on where you go and what's up mr Corey. depending on what site you go uh to see the rankings i mean you can see zach harrison ranked from the 74th best player in the entire draft All the way to about 120. I think that's kind of the end of where I've seen him go. Uh, So anywhere, people have him anywhere from, you know, a early third round pick uh, to potentially a fourth round pick. And I see a player that's got a tremendous amount of upside. I'm a huge fan of this guy. I think he's got a really, really nice skill set. So I am a, a huge fan of him. And this is what I wrote down about Zach Harrison out of Ohio State. Of course, he is a star player for me. Six foot six, two hundred and seventy four pounds out of Ohio State, elite length, elite strength, elite athlete. Uh, he runs a 4'4", at six foot six, two hundred and seventy four pounds. That is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, he's a strip sack master. Uh, when he's in there, he gets his hands on the football, and the ball ends up on the ground. Quarterbacks often struggle uh, to you know to deal with him. So I like him in that manner. I thought he was good at setting the edge. And my comp for him is Arden Key. I think he's a big physical guy uh, that could play on the outside if you need him. But if you are play on the outside consistently, set the edge, would fill in that role that Jordan Willis was playing. I like him there. Uh, I also like him being able to slide inside and go against guards. I think his length is tremendous. The way he's able to use his 87-inch wingspan to keep offensive players away from him and then disengage. Has he produced at the level that he should have produced with his skill set coming out of high school as a a five star prospect? No, he hasn't. But this is one of those things where you can really work on a player. You have these gifts. I I don't know how teams are going to pass up on him. I mean, if he makes it to the 49ers pick at 99, which I mean, he definitely can, he's one of those guys uh, that fits that bill that could go there. Uh, he's got really good technique. He plays with good leverage, even for his size. I think he would be a, a must draft for the San Francisco 49ers. I think you could plug and play him, and I think he would make an impact. I, he's he's got to work a little bit on his first step, getting off the ball quicker. But those are things Chris Kacerick loves. And I can tell you right now, Kacerick, watching big physical athletes, loves to get his hands on them and develop them. So Zach Harrison is a guy that I like. And that's what Lou is saying. Harrison, a little slow at the snap. But those are correctable things. Uh, when you're looking, you want to get that upside. So you find these things you can correct. You can definitely coach uh, get off, getting off the ball quickly, uh, things like that you can definitely get better at. So to me, I think that that's a coachable trait that you can fix. You you can't change someone's height, someone's weight, uh, within reason, someone's length. Like Those things are elite. I think he has pretty good hands. I would love to see him work on some of his other techniques as far as wrist control, uh things like that. So he's definitely a project, uh, but could produce right away as a project. I think he could set the edge in the NFL. So I'm a huge fan of Zach Harrison. And I think he could be a target for the 49ers overall in this draft. And I think he would make you know a solid pickup for them. So I'm I'm excited about Harrison, uh potentially you know a guy that could fold the 49ers. And of course, that's what we're talking about. Guys kind of in that that third round range right now. Uh, another guy that you know a lot of people are really a huge fan of uh, is Derek Hall out of Auburn. Now, my problem with Derek Hall, even though I did a breakdown on him, my problem with Derek Hall is I don't expect Derek Hall to still be there. I think he could be one of those guys that goes ahead. When you are 6'3", 254, and you run a 4'5", I think he's going to go. Now, Derek Hall, I like the athlete. He's an absolute physical specimen. He's got one heck of a motor. I mean, he just goes after it every single time. Uh, I think he's a three-down defensive end in the NFL, which that's ultimately what you're looking for. I just thought he was a little bit of a stiff athlete. I didn't see a lot of fluidity. Um, There wasn't a very good, very great bend when he was coming around the outside. I thought that was something he still needed to work on. And then I thought his first step was a little slow as well. The same thing that Lou was talking about with Zach Harrison, I thought was also the case with Derek Hall. And I think that, that those were kind of things that made me nervous. But... I do believe he's going to probably go uh, too early for the 49ers. I think he's going to go in the third round. I think Felix uh, Nduke Uzama is going to go in the third round. Uh, those were players that, you know, I think would fit what the 49ers do, but I think they're going to be off the board. Uh, so to me, I, I liked him a lot, but I just don't think he's going to be there. And I think he's part of the reason um, that I could see someone like Zach Harrison fall because uh, those guys are freaky, you know, which athletes that can really do a lot of things. And a lot of people look at that four five, even though Zach Harrison's four, four, when you see him run the length, uh, it just looks a lot different. So um, I, I don't, I don't think he'll end up being there, but I mean, if he was, I wouldn't be upset if the 49ers decided to draft him uh, overall in that spot. And I, I gave him a third round grade. Uh Next up is a player that I'm becoming more and more fond of every single time I watch him. I think that there you know, of course there's some things he needs to work on, but we'll go through that right now. And that's Byron Young out of Tennessee, six foot two, 250 pounds. I started really, really liking this guy. The more I watch him, um, I think he could go in the third round, so he could potentially be gone before the 49ers, you know pick at 99. but the the things that I liked about him. Um, I, I'm not a huge fan of the heights, but I don't get caught up on that too much. You normally like your guys, you know, six, four, six, five, uh, but he's six foot two and he packs a huge punch that four, three f- or four, four forty, uh, ridiculous. But when I was watching him, the first thing I noticed is what we were talking about earlier with Harrison, we got a great first step from Byron Young. I mean, his first step is absolutely elite. He does a great job uh, getting after it. He's a tremendous athlete. You see the fluidity, the way he moves, uh, not only can he you know, get behind the line of scrimmage, but he can track players down. He can run after them at a high level. Huge fan of him doing that. Um, he's he's a great stunter. So the 49ers like to use you know, TE stunts and uh, use a lot of movement between them and a defensive tackle, especially with Armstead and Hargrave. They're going to have the athletes on the inside to be able to run stunts. And I think he's absolutely tremendous at it. The way he gets skinny when he's coming through the line of scrimmage, what I mean, skinny. He gets his body uh, somewhat slim and sideways as he's going between offensive linemen. He does a very good job about it. And because of the elite athletic ability, he gets there in a hurry. Um, I think there's a little bit of length concerns as far as just, you know, how he plays with the arms because he is 6'2 and doesn't have the wingspan that everybody else does. Uh, But I thought that was very limited concern. And then I did have small concerns about him uh, being able to set the edge. I don't think it's something he can't learn. Because he's 6'2, he can uh set the edge and get low and play with a low base. I think that's something he can handle. So to me, Byron Young is one of those guys uh that I I really, really enjoyed watching. And he's becoming a huge uh you know, I'm becoming a huge fan of him and a guy that's high up on my radar. So I I think I I think I wouldn't mind having him there. And Lou says thoughts on Maguire. Yeah, I'm gonna be getting to McGuire in a second. In fact, I'll jump to him as soon as I, I finish up. Uh uh, when I finish up, you know, with um, with my guy here, Byron Young. But, I mean, 250 pounds is smaller. Uh, Fork Tal says, 250 is kind of small. No, uh, AT will manhandle a 250-pounder if they get a hold of him. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, I think that the the thing with speed, right? D Ford went about 255, uh, but he was built like a brick house, and he uses elite speed. I think that is where you have to make the determination can... And Byron Young uses elite speed to make it difficult for a tackle to be able to body him. Uh, He does have an elite first step, so getting up the field and making a a tackle come up is important. Of course, with that, you have to make sure when you're setting the edge, right, that you're not just flying upfield and not keeping an idea and creating a void for them to be able to run the football. So especially on third down, I think what he would be the best early on. Um, but yeah, you would probably want him to put on a little bit more weight, but if he put on like five, 10 pounds of muscle, I think he would be okay. And he wouldn't lose that speed. Four, four, three is pretty, pretty spectacular. It's going to make it tough on a lot of tackles, especially if you rush him on the right side where you got tackles that aren't as good. Uh, I think to me that he could be very good there. But when you're looking at a lot of the tackles here, the speed rush guys, especially uh, there are going to be a little bit on the lighter side, but the 49ers did meet with byron young so remember that as well he's somebody that they felt was going to be there and lou says he should be available at third um are you talking about Maguire or byron young i think both could be available um mr Gray says when is the discussion about offensive lineman darnell Wright is my choice when that show comes yeah i'll be getting the offensive line i have worked on defensive ends titans ends. i've kind of been going by you know kind of 40 needs so offensive line offensive tackle i've broke down a bunch but i haven't finished my breakdown yet that video will be coming mr Corey. so of course you'll get into that and then darnell Wright will be one of those guys we'll definitely be discussing so isaiah mcguire like lou brought up uh, i like isaiah mcguire a lot he's one of the he's one of the guys that plays with pretty good speed now he doesn't have the speed uh the same way that you get from Byron Young, but he's also bigger. So Isaiah McGuire is six foot four, two hundred and seventy pounds out of Missouri, and you you can see it. I mean, he's got the extra twenty pounds. It is significant from Byron Young, uh, and the speed is also a little bit different. Byron Young extremely fast. Where with Isaiah McGuire, you get kind of a little bit slower than that. I thought he he plays with good length. Uh, so he uses his ability to be able to. Uh, you know uh, keep offensive linemen away be able to disengage which is very important not just in in run game but also in pass as well Uh, i think that he's he's got that ability i thought he had decent bend i wasn't a huge i wasn't like oh man this guy's got great bend with byron young i was a very much a fan of the way he got around the corner a lot of that was speed he was able to bend it easy Uh, i didn't see as fluid an athlete from isaiah mcguire but he's also a bigger guy so you can expect there to be a little bit different. I mean, 6'2", uh, 250 to 6'4", 270 is a significant difference in the way that they move. And uh, he still moves very good and still good enough. I think it's just that kind of that equate from Drake Jackson bend to like Jordan Willis bend. Uh, that's kind of the the difference between the two. It's not that... You can't get you know around the corner. Jordan Willis could still get Ben. He just didn't have it to the level of a guy like Drake Jackson, who has tremendous bend. I think that's what we're looking at with Byron Young. So to me, they're kind of two different players. One that's kind of built more, uh, you know, as a a mainstay defensive end in this league, a four three defensive end, and then Byron Young, who's who's built like an absolute speed rush guy. But I like Isaiah McGuire. Good speed power combo. I think that's the thing I really liked about him. How strong he was, uh, the way he was able to. Uh, you know, if he's not getting upfield, field, he can get into your body and he can get a nice push with a bull rush and push you back. Uh, but also he can get around the corner. He played really good on going inside That those were good things as well. So to me, I liked him. I thought I did have a concern and I don't know if it was a scheme thing from Missouri, but I saw it in a couple of games uh, that I watched is that sometimes he was slow off the get off. And then he tried to make a a lateral movement, like a little juke move and then go inside. I'm not a huge fan of that sort of technique in the NFL. If you get bodied, I don't care if you're 270 pounds, you can get moved. So that was something I had concerned about. Um, but I was overall a fan of his bend. Uh, and then I thought he had a good set of rush moves. So his technique, putting a combination of moves together was good. Those were things I like. Um, but I, I did think that you know he could just keep getting more technical with his moves. I thought sometimes all the moves weren't there, but overall a very, very good prospect. If he was available for the 49ers in 99 through 102, Isaiah McGuire would be a knockout selection. I think he could be a, a big time addition to the 49ers rotation and someone they should definitely target around there. I think it would be good. Um and you know, he, he would make a lot of sense for the 49ers in that third round range. Uh, Forktail says yeah that was speed and eight to ten pounds of muscle he could be formidable Uh, i'm with you and that was about um byron young and then gray one says yo aunt what happened to your partner from the show i remember it used to be two of you yeah so alex got a new job last year uh, started uh, teaching at a school it made it more difficult he got married uh, and so everything got a little bit more difficult then he started coaching basketball Uh, so he coached basketball this season so he he got really busy with other things uh, and hasn't been able to, you know, do anything with the podcast. So it's, it's been it's been pretty much just me and then a couple other guys that I work with from here and there. But, yeah, that's what happened to Alex. Great one. Okay, so let's get back to this to this list of edge rushers that we're going to be going over. I still think there's other guys. Um, some of the guys I would break down, and I seen them as possibilities to move inside. And so when that happened, you know, I would kind of, like, write that down, that I felt like they were an inside guy, like Kobe Wooden out of Auburn. I think he's a guy that can move inside. I think he would have to put on a little bit more size. Uh, but I like the way he rushed from the inside and the physicality he played with. Uh, he reminded me of Carl Brooks, uh, the way Carl Brooks would play inside. And I'm not breaking down Carl Brooks for uh, defensive end or edge rush. I think that he is going to be a defensive tackle. I think he could be a three-tech in the league. Uh, at you know, And so I'll break him down when we do interior defensive line. But uh, Carl Brooks is one of my favorite players. In the whole draft. And that's why I'm not doing a huge breakdown of Kobe Wooden because I think he could fit into that range as well. So, Yaya Diaby is a, a guy that I hear a lot. Uh, 6'3, 263 pounds, very fast, four five one. A uh, Really, really good athlete. I, I thought right away watching him, he looked the part. And I think that's always the key, right? They, they got to look at first. Uh, I thought he played the run well uh, too. Um, and I didn't, but I didn't see the bend on the pass rush. I see a four five, one tremendous athlete. And then when I'm watching the bend, I don't see it as stiff. Uh, I, I seen him wanting to power up a lot, uh, wanting to bull rush, wanting to work inside. I didn't see him able to get around that as, outside and really collapse a pocket that way. So Yaya yeah, Diaby is an interesting guy because he has tremendous athletic ability. Uh, so if you felt that you could, you know, work with him a little bit, um, I think that that would help. I mean, his, you know, his, a 1.56 10-yard split is is impressive. I mean, the the everything like that is through the roof. Uh, he's fantastic, but I don't see him being a guy in the third round for the 49ers. I think if he was available when the 49ers picked in the fifth round, uh, that would be more reasonable. Uh, even the sixth round, if he was there, that would be a spot that I would go where you have a freakish athlete that you could go and attack and get, uh, and he could make some plays for the 49ers. So uh, to me, Yaya Diaby, I, he wasn't one of my favorite watches, where I really, really enjoyed watching Byron Young, and I enjoyed watching Isaiah Maguire. Um, to me, I, I just didn't I didn't see it compared to those guys, but it doesn't mean he's a bad player. I think he's a good prospect, and I think the 49ers would definitely enjoy him if they could get him in the you know, late five, early six range. I think that would make a lot of sense uh, for the 49ers. Uh, what's up, Gary? How's it going? Uh, how are you doing? uh Bop says i remember alex yeah he used to be here it's almost been i mean he was he did it all the way through the draft party and everything like that uh he made it into the summer that year before he started teaching and that's kind of when it happened uh gray one says brooks Fioko, and henry yeah i love carl brooks he's one of my favorite guys we're gonna get in we we are not gonna break him down now we'll break him down uh, with defensive tackle because i think he's a three tech in the league and probably one of the best three techs uh I mean, one of the best three techs in this draft. So I'm really, really looking excited for it. And then uh Fioca we'll get to, and Henry is really coming up here pretty soon. Uh, Randy just says, Ant, can we throw Poe and Guterres in some machine and make a uh, O-lineman? Right? Someone with Poe's uh, athleticism and Guterres' size, that would be spectacular. I just don't think that's going to happen. Uh, but I like the thought process, Randy. <laughs> Imagine if you could do that and make it work. So let's talk about KJ Henry. Great one brings up KJ Henry. I think Henry is a is a very talented player. Uh you're talking about a guy that's very close to the size of what you were getting from Byron Young. Uh with KJ Henry, he's 6'4 251. So uh where where Young is 6'2, so it's a little bit more of a stocky frame. KJ Henry's taller. Uh, but he's he's 251, so the same weight. So the, the same weight concerns you would have about setting the edge with Byron Young, yeah, with KJ Henry. I think with KJ Henry, I like this size. Um, I, th- I thought he had a lot of hustle sacks, so he's always moving. He's got a good motor. He had good recognition, too. So when he was, when he was coming off the edge, uh, he was good at reading whether it was run or pass early. He could also disengage and then make tackles. He's a tracking guy, so he could track you down, run you down. He had good hands. Uh, very, very good with his hands and being able to use technique to deflect uh, blocking attempts and things like that. Uh, Good wrist control. I thought that was good from him as well. So to me, KJ Henry was a solid prospect. I think some of the questions I had around him, mainly until bend. Once again, it didn't seem like this was a guy that was an elite bend guy, a guy that could get around the corner. Uh, He's not going to give you the same sort of thing off the edge as, say, Drake Jackson, but he would be a very solid player. If The 49ers were able to get this guy you know, in the in the third round, once again, in one of those comp picks, it's not a bad pick. I give him a really a late third, early fourth round grade, um, even though he's pretty talented. I think at four six three, he's very talented, but I think in that third, you know, that into the third round comp pick, that makes sense. It's a fourth round grade to me. If KJ Henry went there, I wouldn't bat an eye. Uh, I think the Forty would get him, and I, I think he's pretty good. Uh, he's got very very good, strong, you know, upper body, and I think that really. Uh, plays well and then he has an ideal edge you know length for an edge rusher so the same things you had about byron young as far as length concerns you don't have with henry that's what that six four frame uh, provides but i'd like to see him put on a little bit more weight and maybe he already has started because i think his athleticism is not to the level of some of the other special players if he was a little bit more special as far as athleticism you'd be talking about a real dynamic force uh, in this draft. And I mean, I think at that point he would definitely jump from around a, round eight, you know, a third round comp pick or fourth round pick over uh, to a second round pick. He's got that kind of ability for sure. Um, How about them? Niners says, what's your opinion of Dante Stills? So Dante Stills, I like, I think he's an interior defensive lineman. So I'm definitely going to be breaking him down. The 49ers met with him, but I like his athleticism. I think he is a 49er scheme fit. Because he likes to penetrate, he uses athleticism to get up the field. Uh, so I do like uh, Dante Stills, but I think he's a late-round guy that the 49ers could pick up. And I think the 49ers are also preparing for those 7th-round picks they have or undrafted free agents. Ravens is a lot of hurries, too. Yeah, that's that's huge. Uh, that's huge. And and then uh, Fortal says, uh, Ant, did you study Mike Morris from Michigan? I think he, his size and prototype uh, but needs work with Kacerik. He could really develop, in my opinion. I did watch Mike Morris. Uh, Mike Morris is a, a really, really good athlete. I liked his ability to play, you know, on the edge. And uh, I thought that, you know, I was looking at it. I thought his size was a little bit more, con- con- uh, I guess, confusing uh, because I, he's looked a lot bigger uh, than he played. So I remember, you know, watching him and kind of breaking him down. I thought I was I was a fan of him. I think my thing with him overall is I think he needs to move inside. I think he either needs to get drafted by a 3-4 defense where he can play edge or he needs to get moved inside where he can play 3-tech. I'll log, you know, Carl Brooks, like we were talking about earlier. Uh, to me, that's that's one of those guys that can move in there. But Mike Morris, I think if he was, you know, he's six-five, two seventy-five, 275, uh, but the speed is almost a 5-flat, and I think that was, you know, what you saw on film. Uh, to me, I think if he moved inside or he played a 5-tech and a 3-4, where he got to line up, head up on a tackle. I think that's really where he fits. So I think he is an ultimate fit for a 3-4, uh, but Eric Armstead was also a fit for a 5-tech a and a 3-4 defense, and look what he's doing at a 3-tech. So I think Morse could move inside, put on another 10 pounds, play about 285. As long as he could anchor in the run, uh, I think he would be really good. I worry about him as an edge rusher. I don't think he's special enough to be an edge rusher. Uh, I think he's more of like a, a carry hider type where he can play outside, Uh, But overall, he's going to have more success inside. Uh, So I I don't know. He's an interesting prospect for me. But uh, I like him in that regard. And that's probably where I would put him is sort of on the inside. Uh, Gary says they got to have that explosive quick first step. Yeah, I I think so. And thanks for everyone that's re-upping their channel membership right now. Jay Hill and and Cyrus and Seth. I appreciate everyone re-upping right now. It's really, really nice of you guys to do right as we're alive here. So if you're not a channel, channel member, do that. I uh, really, really appreciate the help. So, yeah, I mean, Mike Morris is a good player. Uh, I just see, I see him more inside and in what the 49ers are looking for on the edge. I think they're looking for more edge. Uh, I mean, more speed off the edge, like Gary Stead. I, I said a better first step. Uh, so, I mean, that's why KJ Henry, who you know I put kind of in that late third, early fourth round uh, grade, would be a guy that they would go for. Now, uh, everyone likes to talk about Volemi Fioko. Out of San Jose State, interesting prospect. I liked him. Uh, he, he was fun to watch. He's six foot four, two hundred seventy six pounds from San Jose State. The first thing you notice right off the bat: tremendous energy. Uh, I like his energy. I thought he was, uh, you know, nonstop, uh, getting out there, throwing up the tee, uh, getting excited. He got the hair blowing and all that. Uh, and then he was good setting the edge. I mean, he's good against the run. He sets the edge very well. I liked him in the run game, and he also was able to get inside a lot on tackles blocks and be able to fly down the line of scrimmage and make tackles. He's got good athleticism. I mean, for a guy that's as big as him, he moves very well. He ran a 4'7", 240, and it it shows up on film. And when you're 6'4", 276, and you're running that fast, it's very impressive. Uh, He does lack bend, and he lacks suddenness. Um, those are things, right? If you're looking for what Gary was talking about earlier with a tremendous first step, you're probably not going to get that from Fioco. But what you are going to get is a non-stop motor. He's going to continue to work over and over and over. Um, so to me, he's a he's a guy that's uh, a really good player. I do believe he has the flexibility to play a four-three defense. I just don't know if he fits the 49ers outside the way that they run their wide nine. I think that's where he's going to have a little bit of struggles. I think he would fit really, really well into a three, four defense playing a five tech in the NFL, just keeping it real. Even though I love the player, I think that's kind of the the best place for him. The same way I'm telling you, uh, Mike Morris, who's almost the exact same breakdown Morris is just a little bit slower. That's why I was talking about moving him into tackle where I think Fioko could get on a three, four defense and be a very impactful five tech defensive end in this league. To me, I like him, but he doesn't have the bend and things you normally get from one of these impactful edge rushers, but the motor and all that will make him somebody a, a you know a team will be a huge fan of. I gave him a fifth round grade, and the reason I did is a lot of the reasons about 49ers fit. Uh, you know, I, I think as far as attitude, way he plays, aggressive style, like that fits 49ers. As far as scheme fit, um, I don't think it ultimately does because I don't see him moving inside, you know, to play the three tech unless he could put on more size. But if he could, then I would be all for the 49ers drafting him, but to play a three tech role and not so much to play a edge rusher role. So that's kind of what I saw with him. Uh, but I like the player. I mean, he, and if you're going to watch film, I mean, he's one of those fun ones to watch for sure. Um, it's really good. And, and then uh, Lucy's aunt. How do, how do I PM you? Uh, how does one PM you? Well, you could always hit me up on um, 49ersCutback at gmail.com. That's probably the easiest way. Or you could find me on any of the social medias. If you have Twitter, uh, you could find me in my personal account at Coach Antho. Or you can go to you know 49 cutback and send me a direct message there, and I, I get the notifications on that. So uh, the easiest way is probably the email if you like to use email. And that's just 49ersCutback at gmail.com, Lou, and you can just send me a message there. I know game like I used to says Fioka would be someone to watch, former teammate of Taylor Hawkins wouldn't be surprised to learn to better on him for a while. I think with him being in the backyard, our backyard, uh, it makes a lot of sense. I think as far as you know, attitude, uh, way he go plays the game, uh, his aggressive nature, all those things fit 49ers, you know, uh a uh, to a T. I think the question marks are does he play, you know, edge rusher in the 49ers wide nine? I don't think he has that ability to get pressure off the outside. I think it's like when we saw Cary Hyder in 2020, I know Cary Hyder had a lot of sacks that season, uh, but a lot of his sacks were effort plays. You know, uh, the quarterback's rolling and he finally gets to him or he has to step up in the pocket and he gets to him. I think the Forty Yards are looking for an explosive player opposite of Bosa that can help run those guys one way and that teams are going to have to give help to. I think early on Fiocco's a, a good player. I just don't see him as an outside player. Uh, and grade one San Fioco is a spark plug for our defense. I have no, yeah, I have no qualms with that. I think he would be an absolute spark spark plug. I like the player. That's why I gave him a fifth round grade. The Forty yards selected him. I would be interested to see what they were deciding to do with him, whether they were going to try to move him inside or if he was going to be a a you know three down guy. So if he is, uh, that could be fun. But we'll see. We'll see what the Forty yards do. And I think that's one of the tough things when we're watching players. Is you get players you're liking. I think that guy's going to be a great NFL player, uh, but how they fit the scheme. You know, with Chris Kasarik, that wide nine, a certain type of player that plays out there. And that's why the four years have been, you see him even right now trending towards quicker guys on the outside, guys that can make an impact. And that's why Samson Ebucom, Charles Aminahue, that Aminihue lose weight so he could get faster to play the edge, the edge position. Um, and I think that's what it's about speed and bend. And you've seen it with Ebicom, uh D Ford had it. I mean, just outrageous amount, but uh, to he, to me, uh is one of those guys that as far as everything else, I love the way he fits the team. I just worry about him being scheme fit on the outside. We'll see if the 49ers ultimately think, though, uh, that he does fit and great with his rotational. And in that regard, if you're going in the fifth round, it's a great spot to go. Uh, he's going to be a tremendous teammate, tremendous player. So, yeah, I would love that energy wise. And that's why I gave him a fifth round grade. And I think in that scenario, fifth through seven, Uh, You're looking for guys that can make impacts in different ways. And Great One says five to seven sacks. I like it. Uh, I I like it a lot. Now, the next guy I'm going to go to is Brenton Cox out of Florida. And I don't know how many people have watched uh, Brenton Cox. He's not getting any pub. No one's really paying attention to him. You know, 6'4", 250, uh, build the exact same way as Henry, uh, KJ Henry. Uh, KJ Henry's a little bit faster than Brenton Cox running a 4'8". I think I would have liked to have seen his speed be a little bit more dynamic because I think if he had more, you know, dynamic speed, uh, he would probably get people's attention more. But I thought his first step was pretty good. Uh, Brenton Cox, 6'4", 250, uh, out of Florida, flirt. Uh, But he's, you know, once again, you got that size of KJ Henry, that size of, uh, you know, Byron Young. So if you got question marks about 250, but I think they fit the 49ers wide nine scheme that's why I like him. I think the 49ers have kind of went that way outside linebackers that fit the scheme. Uh, you look at overall D Ford. He was the poster child for what it was going to be a three, four outside linebacker who they put his hand in the ground. Every time Samson, have outside linebacker with the Rams. They put his hand in the ground. Every time the same sort of thing as D Ford. Uh, now it was Drake Jackson, a guy that didn't just play D end at USC, but also played outside linebacker. So I think they like that with, uh you know with their players those guys that can bring it off the edge and i think brenton cox is another one of those guys he's physical uh you watch him make hits you watch him make tackles and it is fun you talk about energy like we got from Fayoko you get that from Brenton Cox he's a mean dude and and I like that about him um he's got a really good swipe move he uses the two hand swipe pretty well uh does a very good job with it he has good lateral movement uh, he can move to the side. He's he can make he can make you miss. Look like you're going upfield, uh, jump inside, use a little rip move, and get to the quarterback. Saw him um, do it pretty pretty consistently. Um, I'm worried a little bit about him setting the edge, like we talked about earlier with the other guys with the size of 250. I worry about him being able to do that. And then I thought he had an ultimately a great get off, and that's why I sort of ignored uh, the 482 because the get off was very good, uh, where he was better than Isaiah McGuire on the get off. Uh, so I think that's an area where you can at least say, you know what, that first step is pretty good. Uh, so he can make an impact on the team. So Burton Cox was a guy I liked a lot. Um, I thought, you know, from everything I've seen from all the mock draft simulators and uh, from what I've been looking at, from all the rankings, from all the, I, you know, professionals, they've had breton Cox going somewhere in the sick, late fifth round, early sixth round. I saw him as a fourth round guy uh, to me, Brenton Cox has a lot of ability and I know the 49 don't have a fourth round pick. So I don't know if they would take him. You're hoping these other guys are available that you could get, you know, at the 99 to one Oh two. But if you feel like you need to get an edge rusher and those other guys are off the board, uh, Brenton Cox being able to come in and compete, he's got the right attitude as far as he's aggressive on the field. Uh, and then he's, you know, he's, he's pretty good. He's technically sound, He's a consistent tackler. Uh, he's good at breaking up. He has the nice length and power. Uh, he's good at, you know, making tackles on runners. So, to me, he would be a guy I'd be interested in the 49ers going. 99 to 102 might be a reach, but he was available at 155, that area right there. I think the 49ers could go ahead and go do it. Um, Let's see. Forkel says, Oh, he's a Florida man. Eloa, just kidding. Uh, Fortel says D linemen need to be a little wild anyways. They do, right? You got to have that aggressive style if you're a defensive lineman. You got to get after it. I mean, the really, really great ones are absolutely mean. I mean, when you think about the great edge rushers of all time, you're thinking about you know Deacon Jones, just absolutely spectacular. I guess Reggie White wasn't mean, uh, but you had other guys you know that that were mean like that. Lawrence Taylor was pretty spectacular. Uh, I think you know those guys revolutionized you know Charles Haley and Lawrence Taylor, Derek Thomas revolutionized the position. They uh, literally created positions for players like that outside linebackers in the three, four, that could come up and play. That's how you got the elephant position. And that's why you see some of the wide nine things you're seeing now. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm not a, don't know always about these Florida guys, but I do like some of them. Brenton Cox is one of them that I really like in this draft. So I think he does a a very good job. And what's up, David V uses member benefits to say, hashtag TCC. Really appreciate that. David V Uh, thanks for coming through and checking out the episode uh i don't game since reggie played mean and his hump move was spectacular uh the power transfer with the speed that he had was unmatched there will never be another reggie white he was just on a different level everything he did uh was was crazy Great was his reggie white probably strongest rusher in history right we seen him everyone talks about mike McGlinchy going flying we seen reggie white do that to some of the great offensive tackles reggie white was absolutely special and spectacular uh, yeah. I wish we had a player like Reggie. Y. everyone does though, right? Everyone is hoping that so Brent Cox on the list. Um, let's see who, who are we going to get to next? I'm going to go with, I broke down other guys, um, that I, that maybe aren't exactly the best fits, uh, but another guy that I've been a fan of. And if you've been on the you know channel for a while, you have probably heard me talk about him is Thomas Incom. Uh, Thomas Incom is from central Michigan, 6'2, 262 pounds. So the 6'2 height uh, that you got from Byron Young, but he does have the extra 12 pounds on his frame. He ran a 4.66, which was pretty good. I was I was a fan of him. I mean, I thought right away uh, his snap anticipation and timing were great. Uh, he's, he's just an explosive guy. He's got a good bend. I liked him. He's got good hands. I watched him on several occasions literally reach out, grab the offensive tackles, uh, wrist and just push up and get underneath it great wrist control I thought that was great his get off is great good hands and good bend he was able to bend the corner uh, he he was very good and I, I've seen a lot of a lot of these guys got him going in the sixth round it was really shocking to me I know he doesn't go against the same level of talent that you get from some of the other positions uh, but to me Thomas and Coombe was a guy that I've been a fan of and I kind of was a fan and then everyone was talking to me about him and I kind of went, you know, I kind of talked about other guys and kind of forgot about him a little bit. Uh, but now I went back to it. and I'm like, yeah, this guy, this guy is really good. And I'm a huge fan of what he does. And what's up, Kenneth Pollard? Welcome to chat. Glad to see you in the house. And I know in games that I just saw a clip of Reggie tossing Larry Allen had both of his feet completely off the ground. Uh, Larry Allen, one of the most ridiculously strong people in the history of the NFL. That, that fact alone is crazy. Uh, says, I will never forget the white through Eric Williams, like 10 yards with one arm. Uh, absolutely great. So with Thomas and Coombe, it's a guy that's going to give us a potential to go late round, right? I'll, I'll look at just like where some of the, some of them have him ranked, uh, because they don't exactly have him ranked as high as I do, which I mean, I don't get really worked up about. I kind of expect that. Like if you go to NFL mock draft database, he's ranked at 218. Over on PFN, he's ranked really close to 200. Uh, so they don't see him in the same way. He played at Central Michigan, right? He doesn't have ideal size, uh, being six foot two, two sixty. So there, there are things there I'm sure that concern them. But to me, he's just a guy that makes a lot of sense. Uh, he's very aggressive. I like his play style. But I mean, if you look at his his numbers, uh, like you know, if you start breaking down his vertical and his three cone and his arms, uh, you're not going to see it. I mean, no, nothing about it. You know, shows up and makes you think. Oh man, Thomas and Coom is an absolutely spectacular player. Uh, his three comb was pretty good, thirty fourth percentile. His shuttle is pretty good. They're showing that quickness that he has, those are those are good things. Uh, but I think what you when you turn on the film, you just see it. Uh, you just see a guy that that has a lot of you know things that he can do. I mean, the the naturally explosive uh, player that he is. I mean, you see it off the edge. It's very good. Very excited about him. I thought he was a very uh, very uh, good player that 49ers could plug and play. Uh, to me, he reminded me of a much faster, more, much explosive carry hider. I think that's where I could see him going. Um, i seen more speed than carry hider. I've seen you know, a lot of the things that he could get as technical as carry hider. I think he could make an impact. And I think the 49ers could probably get him in the fit, late fifth, early sixth round where they have some picks. Uh, I would not be, you know, against that. And if for whatever reason, and I don't know why it would, if he fell to the six-round comp picks, uh, pick him up. I don't care if you've already drafted two edge rushers. Pick him up in that scenario. He's going to be able to make a play for you. So I like Thomas and Coombe. He was a guy that I actually have graded to a, a fifth-round pick. So I think he's somebody that the 49ers could get probably in that, you know, fifth to sixth-round range, and he could definitely make an impact, especially if they missed – on guys earlier um so let me go to other players because we're you know i don't want to i don't want to take up time with guys that don't really fit what the 49ers do um but there were some guys that you know i thought were kind of later rounds uh that we still like one of those we took in our mock draft dj johnson out of oregon i like dj johnson i mean dj johnson is a guy that plays with pretty good speed uh not as excited about him as some other guys but i think he has some ability that the 49ers could use as they're looking for this certain you know caliber of edge rusher uh, coming off the outside and you know I know I might miss guys if you guys have people if I miss anyone you know chime in let me know if you want me to break them down real quick uh, as I continue to go through these but a uh, DJ Johnson you know 6 foot 4 260 that 449 athlete that speed uh is something that I really liked I do like that he's you know he's pretty good uh he's got a a decent flexibility on the edge to be able to bend uh, he's fast. He shows strength to set the edge against the run. Uh, I think he could get better with his get off. We've talked about that with a lot of these players, but I think those are things that he could grow at. but he has elite athletic skills. Uh, to me, I think that he's one of those guys that not only can um, start pretty good with that speed, but he can finish pretty good. I think if he got his first step to a higher level, he could really, really make an impact for the 49ers. And I think he will be available later on in this draft I gave him a fifth round grade. The same with Thomas uh, Thomas Nkoum. even though I believe Nkom is a better player than him. I just think that there's a lot of ability there. Uh so I liked him. As far as Jose Ramirez is somebody I hear 49er's content creators talking about a lot. Um I, I watched him at the Combine and then I got into his film. And uh, you know, Jose Ramirez is pretty good. 6'2, 242. So you're talking about Byron Young. I think you know, everyone was expecting Jose Ramirez's speed to be higher. He ran a 473. Uh, so I do like him as far as, you know, his powerful hands. He's the way he's able to shed blockers. All that stuff is good. I just think that, you know, he's got some things he's got to work on. But he had good speed off the, you know, off the snap. I worried about his 240. I thought it really showed up on film sometimes where he would get uh, lit up in the run game. Uh, and then I think that there were some other things, too. He's got, you know, okay strength. I think he could work on that as well. Um, so to me that there's there's some things that Jose Ramirez needs to work on. So kind of where everyone's been having him, kind of that fix fifth to sixth round range. I seen him as a six round player. So to me, that's kind of the this the spot you start going. As you can see, we're getting deep into you know the list of players because I went through so many. Um and I, I have some guys that I'll end up talking about, of course, when we do a um a episode about you know gems, guys that so the four years could get late. Uh so I, I don't want to go too much into all those guys because I think it would just make for a tremendously long episode if we did because we're already at the 45 minute mark and you know we've got a couple more guys that i want to go over so next up i want to go over isaiah land and the reason i want to is last year he was a part of uh right before he went to college like we we were talking about him early we thought maybe he could be a gem in last year's draft a guy that could go tremendously late the reason i want to talk about him is he's six foot four um but he's 236 pounds so when we're talking about weight he is a little bit on the light side uh, for that frame but he's got a lot of a lot of athletic ability um 64 236 played at UAB um he's got a he, you know he he did a pretty good job at some of the stuff uh but I mean he did not test well at everything but his pass rush numbers were through the roof in college and I think that's something that you know I, I really liked about him was his ability to get after it uh he he just gets after the quarterback. He had seven sacks last year, 25 quarterback hurries. Um, but he you know, he's a guy that he flashes on film. I just worry about his size, you know, being 236 pounds. To me, he looks 236 pounds on film. I think that's one of those things I kinda I kind of worry about a little bit is the way that he looks on film because you know that's gonna translate overall. Um, and so to me, Isaiah Land is one of those guys I see as a late round guy, uh, but he was, he was definitely someone that's been intriguing because of the speed and athleticism. And I wonder if someone would even try playing him off ball uh, the way he's able to move. Because I mean, he's a great athlete. I thought he had good bend. Um, I thought he had a slight frame though. I don't know how much more weight he can put on his frame. So it's, I don't know if he's a guy that they could get up to, you know, 250, 255. I think he would have to work on it. And then right now he's for sure not a three down defensive end in the league. He would definitely be a pass rush specialist. If I don't know if the Forty ers would be interested. Maybe late round you take a chance on a guy that you could go with the athleticism. And, and potentially, you know, that would make sense. So uh, to me, he's a guy that, you know, I like, but I don't love. Uh so he was he was a good one to be able to watch though. Uh the last guy I want to go over, and if you guys if you guys have anything, um throw it at me. If you guys have any players you want me to break down, I pretty much went through everyone, but uh MJ Anderson was an interesting prospect out of Iowa State. He's 6'2, 269, and of course, you know, he, he did all of his pass rushing, you know, opposite of a very, very good pass rusher and Will McDonald. And to me, he was a guy that was very interesting to me. Uh, the frame overall, I mean, 6'2", 270 is a big cat. Uh, not not the height-wise, but the size-wise for that frame. Uh, I thought he could play outside. Nanny is one of those guys that could definitely go on the inside or the outside. He played with great power. He was good against the run. And I thought he flashed pretty consistently on film. Uh, he was a guy that I was very, very much excited about. So to me, MJ Anderson's a guy that I gave a fifth-round grade to that I would be happy to get. Uh, he was somebody that kind of stuck out on film. And I'm like, okay, I like this guy because he's he's got some he's got some special traits. And I think that we've already seen what he could do playing opposite of a really, really star player like Nick Bosa. I mean, like uh like like um I'm sorry, like Will McDonald. Imagine what he could do uh playing opposite of Nick Bosa. So yeah, he's a guy I like in the fifth round. That could potentially make a lot of sense. And yeah, um, I have looked at KJ Henry, Kenneth. Let me get to my breakdown of KJ Henry. Uh 6'4, 251 out of Clemson. I loved his size. I thought that he looked he looked the part. He's got the length in his arms. I liked him a lot. He makes a lot of hustle sacks. He's one of those guys that doesn't give up, uh, even when his first initial, you know, work doesn't doesn't happen. He will he will keep working until he gets home. He had good recognition. So when he got up field on the rush, he located whether it was a run or pass very well, and then made the appropriate movements to disengage, you know, and get to the ball carrier. Or he would get down the line of scrimmage. Uh, so I liked that about him. I thought his hands were very good as far as technically he was able to uh, work against offensive tackles and, and control you know their their weight getting into his breastplate. I thought he did a very good job with all of that. So I liked him. Um, the question marks for me about him uh, weren't strength. He had great strength, but his bend. I thought the bend was kind of average compared to some of the top elite guys that are in this draft. But I think that's what you're expecting when you started getting to that third round. And I gave him a third round grade. Overall, I liked him a lot. I think the Fortinators went him ninety nine one oh two. 102 I would love that. I would have no problems with that. There are certain players that I really liked in that area uh, that they could go get. I think Zach Harrison was one that made a lot of sense to me. Um... Derek Hall, of course, if he was available, but I don't know. I worry about Derek Hall's bend as well. That that concerns me. Byron Young, for sure, ninety nine to one hundred two. If he's there, I'm all about it. Isaiah McGuire from Missouri was another guy, uh, and then KJ Henry. Those were the guys I gave third, you know, round grades to. That could potentially be there at the end of the fourth. I would be very much for that. And Forktail says six two two seventy. He's a brick, you know what, House. Uh, he is, I mean, absolutely built. I mean, that was that was one of the things that stood out to me, you know, when we were watching him. So, yeah, but those are guys that I like, and I do like K.J. Henry. I thought I was just, I wanted a little bit more explosiveness from K.J. Henry. I think that's the one thing uh, when I was going over these prospects, the ones that had that first step explosiveness were definitely ones that got my attention because of what I believe the 49ers are looking for. But uh, K.J. Henry would make a lot of sense for the 49ers. In this draft. And if he's available in 99 to 102, I wouldn't blink an eye if I was them to take him. Uh, he works very hard. And Logan says I'd love KJ Henry for Isaiah Land. So yeah, I mean there, there are some absolute great talent along the edge rush uh and, and playing the edge in this league. I like overall the guys that they have. Of course, there's a tremendous amount of guys that are gonna go before the Fourniers ever even have an opportunity. You draft and all those guys uh, would be, you know, star players for me and star players mean, you know, I think they fit scheme. Uh, if you're if you're a scheme fit, you're a square player for me. If you're a star player, uh, it means that you you know, fit not only fit the scheme, but also have something spectacular about you. And there's a lot of guys in this draft that are star players for me. I think Byron Young would be a star player for me. I like him a lot. Isaiah McGuire would be a star player for me, even though I would like to see his first step speed be a little bit quicker. I think his speed to power combination, uh KJ Henry is is one of those guys that I think I would give him half a star only because of the bend. I think if the bend was better, I would give him a star. Uh so I like him a lot. So those are all good players. Uh Logan says, I don't know if Zach Harrison or Byron Young will drop that low, unfortunately. Yeah, it all depends. I mean, you're going to have Miles Murphy, B.J. Ojolari, Will McDonald, Zach Harrison, right? I mean, if you start going through, you know, the list of guys that are potentially going to go, uh, you're talking Will Anderson, Tyree Wilson, Nolan Smith. I mean, all those guys are going to go early on in the draft. Uh, so, I mean, there there's a ton of edge rushers. Of course, the league just drafts edge rushers, you know, at a high level. So there's a lot of guys. But I think if we went through this, we could see... Know how many guys could potentially go? I think Harrison could slip uh, because there's lack of production as far as size, speed, uh, athletic ability. I mean, he he's one of those guys. But I'm looking right here. I'm seeing uh, eleven potentially. Yeah, how many other guys here? Eleven. Oh, uh, I think there's, I think there's legitimately thirteen guys. That Could go before Harrison and Young, so uh, depending on how that breaks down, how many go in the first round, second round, third round, uh, so on. I think the 49ers do believe they have a chance at Byron Young, they did meet with him, uh, they met with Isaiah McGuire as well. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, it could be a crapshoot whether those guys end up falling, but if they do, I think the 40 ers definitely need to jump on it. Great Was it Henry or Young with our first three picks and later rounds, Fioco. Um, I would not be against the 49ers taking Henry and Young and with, with one of those with the first two picks. I wouldn't be against him taking Harrison. I wouldn't be against him taking a few guys in that area because I think loading up on edge rushers is important. Uh, and then, you know, guys guys at the end, like you talked about, Fioko. I'm not sure he's a scheme fit, but great one, loves him. And potentially he could be that guy, um, you know, where I like a, a guy like Thomas and Coom late. And I, there's a couple other guys that I'm going to get to in my gems video uh, that are spectacular. And I'll throw a name out there for you guys to watch. And he's probably a guy that, um, probably no, most people haven't even heard of before, uh, but that's Brevin Allen at a Campbell. Uh, the, he's six foot four, two hundred and sixty-one pounds. He ran a four nine or four five nine forty. He bench presses over four hundred and fifteen pounds. He has good quickness, high motor, good technique, and great balance. So, if you get a chance, go check him out. He's going to be a part of the Draft gyms video about edge rushers, uh, just to kind of give you one. Uh, that you guys could could look at and enjoy because he's one of those guys that are, are fun to watch. And Logan says, how do you feel about guys like Robert Beal Jr. and Jose Ramirez? Um, when it comes to Jose Ramirez, I think he's a six-round pick. I, I liked overall his ability. I worried about him being 242 pounds on the edge because I think sometimes he gets handled a little bit in the run game. Uh, so I thought he played slight that way. I thought his speed was going to be a little bit more dynamic than it was, but he ran a four-seven-one. I didn't see it as a tremendous uh, guy, you know, early on in the draft. But if you get to the sixth round, there could be huge value to go with Ramirez out of Eastern Michigan. Uh, as far as the other one, Robert Beal, I'm gonna have him in my draft gems video um, because anytime you have a guy that runs a 4'4"8" and has the length that he has, uh, to me, there was a lot to like. 6'4"247. Um, I mean, he—he he is crazy, right? That the ability that he has. I think his traits overall as far as speed, athleticism, uh they're they're up there. They're their first, second round, you know, caliber. Uh, as far as technique to be able to play off the edge, it's a little bit different. But I thought he was great as far as running twists, uh stunts on the defensive line. He did that very well, of course, with the speed. I thought he had great length for a player, but he's a tremendously gifted athlete, and he have active hands uh against offensive linemen. So I liked. Overall, I like Robert Beal. I think if he was available late in the draft, you might as well take an opportunity on him because uh, those elite traits don't come around very often. And I'm one of those guys, when you get to the end, you definitely hit elite traits. And that's why I would do it. And thanks so much, Kenneth. Says, you're my favorite ant. Keep going strong. I really appreciate that uh, so much. And so guys, that was the defensive edge rushers in the draft that I think the 49 are going to target. If you have more, of course, you could always hit me in my inbox. Forty yards cutback uh at gmail.com you can always hit me there and i'll get back to you i'm gonna do even more breakdowns of some of these edge rushers uh you're gonna see those coming out i'll do a gems video as well uh i am gonna be busy over the weekend i don't know how much i'm gonna be available i'm gonna be doing my bachelor party friday saturday uh coming back you know late on saturday slash sunday morning so um, I will try to get some stuff out to you if I have the opportunity, but I appreciate everyone for coming through. I had a great conversation talking 49ers edge rushers, and I'm looking forward to breaking down even more positions. Next up will be, will be tight ends. The 49ers could target in the draft, and so that'll be coming very soon, and that's going to be fun. I've got to watch every tight end. I've really, really enjoyed it, and I found some guys uh, that I think can make an impact for the 49ers, and we'll break down which guys have a chance to make the roster and which ones don't, so join me for that one. But until then stay safe and remember the right way is always the 49ers way.